David Fitzgout, listen to the art of science. Welcome to the podcast represented by Miavit. Miavit stands for high quality, innovative and profitable special products, premixes and liquids. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are already on the next episode of our podcast. And this episode, we have a very interesting interview expert with whom we want to talk about zinc and poultry nutrition. Our expert for today, Javier Prieto. A doctor of veterinary medicine, poultry nutritionist and product manager, feed additives and farm products. Hi, Javier. Nice to have you here. Hello, Malte. Nice to meet you. Javier, the first question is an initial question with reference to everyday life. Besides wound healing, zinc is also important for the immune system. I am thinking of zinc tablets, which are often used in human nutrition. But zinc also plays an important role in animal nutrition. We have already looked at the role of zinc in pig nutrition. Today we want to talk in more detail about poultry nutrition. What are your first thoughts about it? Well, Malte, zinc is an important trace element for poultry too. That means that zinc is a chemical element whose concentration in feed is very low. Furthermore, it's an essential trace element, hence It interviews in vital physiological and biochemical processes. Consequently, uh, without zinc, birds cannot survive. But also one thing is sure about zinc, you know. It plays an important role in processes such as tenure replication. So it is clear that it positively affects cells division. Mm -hmm. On addition, zinc is a cofactor for many metalenzymes required for cell membrane repair, cell proliferation, growth, and immune system function. So I think that this is very important because that is why thin deficiencies include the appearance of skin lesions, growth retardations, impaired immune function, and compromised healing. On addition, thin, together with Cooper, is present in one enzyme called superoxide dismutase which is, uh, as its name indicates, a very important superenzyme to eliminate free radicals from the body. So it will play a leading role fighting oxidative stress. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, let's always remember that oxidative stress can appear due to different factors, for example, disease, toxins, handling, or extreme weather conditions. For example, head, cold, or humidity. Ah, okay, good to know. Um, please let us know why is zinc essential and why are the amounts of zinc from raw materials uh, not sufficient, but that worked in the past, didn't it? Yes, Malte, uh, totally right. Uh, these amounts of zinc work in the past, uh, but we cannot compare the production of a laying hen or a broiler 30 years ago with the animals we have today. Yeah, uh, let's, sure. set, mm -hmm. let's set an example. In the uh, 1990s, the life weight of a broiler at day 42 was only 1.800 kilograms. And to raise this weight, it has to eat around 220 kilograms of feed per kilogram of life weight gained. And currently, on day 42, we obtain three pairs. Three kilograms birds, I mean, using only 1.6 kilograms of compound feed per kilogram of weight gain. This means that we get 1.2 kilograms heavier birds spending 600 grams less compound feed 
per kilogram of leaf weight gain. And this is for uh, this is for uh, for broiler, but for laying hens, the picture is uh, similar. 30 days ago, the laying percentage of one flock at peak was 80%. Now we have reached percentage of 95% in oh, addition. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the amount of legs, eggs per late per hen in a year was around 250 in 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 the early 19s, whereas uh, today we are getting around three egg per laying hen, which is uh, 50x more. So according to this data, it is important to increase the number of vitamins and minerals in feed in order to achieve these yields. Thus, the ancient basal levels of things were sufficient to support the growth rates of animals in the past, but today there is a, a need to find new ways to, to meet the growth requirements of our farm animals. Uh, okay, I understand. Next question. Zinc is important in cellular division and control oxidative stress, as you already mentioned. But what about the keyword intestinal integrity? How exactly does zinc work here? Well, Malte, this is a very interesting question, and uh, when I say interesting, I can also say that it's very difficult to answer. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> but I think you will have the right answer. Mm -hmm. Well, we will see, we will see, because we already know that thing mediates intestinal permeability and integrity. But how can that be possible? In the first place, we already know that thing is involved in cell division, so at the level of the intestines, there are millions of cells dividing to provide a higher surface for absorption and better integrity to prevent uh, invasion with pathogens too. Uh, okay, then second, there are several studies that show that adequate levels of things above basal diets uh, are increasing uh, these uh, macro macrophag functions. And uh, third, there is a, a thin line between oxidative stress and inflammation as macrophages will produce these free radicals when are fighting the germs. And these radicals can damage healthy, healthy cells, leading to inflammation and causing leaky gut at an intestinal level. And finally, to close this circle, there is a relationship between oxidative stress and immune response. Since oxidative stress reduces the initiation of a specific immune response by challenging the processing of antigens. So at the end of the day, think is able to modulate this immune system by reducing this oxidative stress and thus reducing the intestinal permeability by decreasing the inflammation of the intestinal tissues. Javier, we know that zinc is involved in many enzymatic processes like a bone and dehydrous. Zinc is of crucial importance. Does it mean that zinc is important for bone and egg development too? Can we expect a different influence? Yes, and uh, Marte, this this uh, question is a little bit easier than the than the other one because there are a lot of research <laughs> about this. So, so the zinc is present in carbon anhydrase, and mm -hmm. this enzyme is crucial when the birds are affected by the heat stress. So, high levels of stress will produce panting in animals which leads to respiratory alkalosis, which means that this pH of the blood will increase. And these higher pH levels decrease the diffusion of minerals and also inhibit carbon anhydrase. Of course, we are talking a lot about carbon anhydrase, but uh, what is the function of, uh, of carbon anhydrase? Carbon anhydrase is very important for the formation of the egg cell, as mm -hmm. 
it participates in the formation of the carbonate ion that will be in calcium forming the calcium carbonate deposits in the exar. And then with regard to bone development, by adding cotitin to the diet, we can have significantly longer bones in poultry younger than seven weeks. This is very interesting, especially for laying hens and pullets, in which adequate skeleton development will have a great impact on other parameters, such as, for example, laying percentage, uh, I can tell also egg weight, and uh, of course, excel quality. Uh, okay. I understand. Are there any legal limits in poultry nutrition similar to those for pigs? Yes. For poultry, the legal limits are 120 ppm in final feed, and, uh, and uh, this is will be 12,000 12, ppm in complementary feed. Mm -hmm. And when we are using complementary feed on the top, it's important not to excess the legal limits of 120 ppm. And these levels in pigs are lower, uh, which are 150 ppm. And Javier, please let us know, do these limits also correspond to the actual need? Is the demand always the same? And what are the recommendations of breeding companies? Okay, uh, this is also a very good question. In this case, because uh, when you see the different companies, there is no agreement. Uh, or on also, if you see the feeding institutions, you look at these parameters, there is no agreement. Uh, also, these sources do not mention the source of thing which has a great impact on the inclusion rate. Mm -hmm. For example, NRC listed 40 ppm as the ideal amount for poultry, but the native contents in raw materials does not, that seems not to appear to be considered. And uh, large broiler genetic companies recommend from 100 to 110 ppm in this case. But in this case, yes, it seems that they have taken into account the native content which is around, can be around 30 to 35 ppm, and have considered also inorganic sources. And then some layer genetic companies set the levels to 60 ppm, but probably they also do not specify, well, they already do not, do, don't specify whether it, it is organic or inorganic, or whether if they have done the calculation with or without native levels. But it seems in this case, that they are doing the calculation excluding the, the native levels. So if I understand you right, the zinc source is often not taken into account when recommending zinc levels. You are totally right, Malta, because currently we can talk about three different sources of things. First of all is the inorganic source of zinc, mm -hmm. and these sources are widely used, but require high inclusion levels and they can easily be into phytase and phytatis and other complexes, impairing thing and, uh, in order, and com complex absorption and thus reducing digestibility. In recent years, other sources of inorganic, inorganic thing have appeared, the nanocomplex, which reduce the problem of high inclusion rate, but does not reduce this problem of the non-specific binding. And then, uh, secondly, we have organic sources of zinc, and usually they are using zinc methionine, zinc lysinate, or zinc bound to other amino acids. And these sources allow the zinc to bypass the stomach. This step is very important, as uh, here is where zinc dissociates at low pH, 
and being two different complexes. And think is mainly released in the duodenum and the first part of the genome, and it's absorbed separately from the amino acids. And then the new generation zinc sources, for example, uh, this coated zinc. And these sources allow lower inclusion rates because zinc bypasses the stomach and uh, does not form these complexes. And in addition, the coating technology improves this targeted release, being able to be released and absorbed in the duodenum, the jejunion, and the ileum. And do I understand you correctly? It is only important to ensure what arrives at the animal. Which properties should a good zinc source have in your eyes? We already talked, Malte, we already talked a lot about these uh, legal limits. So it at the beginning, I remember, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is important that the source is homogeneous and with constant levels. Mm -hmm. This is also important, not only because legal limits can be exceeded, but also because uh, in cases where zinc is underdosed, we can have unwanted effects on the animal and not achieve the, the performance we expected. And in addition, fluidity of the raw materials must be good since uh, this product will be mixed with other minerals and vitamins in the premix and with the final feed. And this is an important quality in order to achieve the best uh, homogeneity in final feed. And for a source of thing, as we said before, the objective of slow release and target absorption is important since otherwise it can be to phytates and proteins impairing the digestibility of the components in the final feed. And there is only one way to estimate the slow release and targeted absorption, and that is to measure something levels in ileum. The higher the levels of soluble zinc, the better the targeted absorption can be. And the lower the levels of protein-bound soluble zinc and insoluble zinc, the better the slow release has been. We also know regarding inorganic sources that zinc sulfate was better than zinc oxide. So if I have to choose between them at the same concentration, I, I prefer zinc sulfate. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And regarding organic sources, it seems that zinc glycinate behaves better, but we already know that there is no absorption of the complex amino acid with zinc and that they needed to be dissociated and absorbed separately. So, in conclusion, coated mineral sources should be taken as an interesting alternative in animal nutrition since they can reduce the inclusion rate of some trace elements, improving yields, and avoiding the formation of complexes with trace elements that will be excreted, decreasing this performance and uh, very important, very important multi because also this excretion will, uh, will harm the, the environment. Wow. <laughs> well done. No more questions so far. That's it. We, we're very grateful that you have taken us on this journey. We have received a lot of background information and connections have been made clear. We thank you so much for giving us an insight into the exciting subject of zinc and poultry nutrition. Thank you so much, Javier. Thanks a lot to you.